to make a beginning declaration. And so if you'll look on the screen, it's a declaration out of Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through through 3. So let's declare this over our hearts, our minds, and over our church body today. So read after me. To all who mourn and long for comfort, to all who feel worthless and wonder if God cares, to all who fail and desire strength, to all who sin and need a savior. This church opens wide her doors with a welcome from Jesus Christ, the ally of his enemies, the defender of the guilty, justifier of the unexcusable, and the friend of sinners. God, thank you for today. We declare these truths over our lives and over this city, over this world. God, thank you for being a friend, a friend of enemies. Thank you for being a defender of the guilty. God, I pray that in this place today, we'll all realize that we are justified by your blood, God, that we are children that have been chosen by you, and we thank you for that. In your name we pray, amen. Woo, that's good, right? Okay. Well, welcome to Church Project. If you're new here, I mean, we're a church. We're a gathering of people that love Jesus. We love the mission of Jesus in this world, and we want to live that out together. Uh, We're also a project. We're an ongoing pursuit to discover what Christ originally intended church to be. So bottom line, we don't have this figured out. We're trying to figure it out together, but isn't it fun to figure it out in relationships, what it means to be a Christian in 2019? Like, the variables are crazy in this world, aren't they? I mean, do you know what you're going to encounter tomorrow morning? Is it, is it all calculated? You know what today's going to be or tomorrow's going to be? I don't. I mean, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit, and we need to depend on each other to encourage each other and to spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Like, figuring this out together is good. Like, what we're doing today in this place is good, and this is right. I mean, we could be a thousand other places this morning. And some of us may be there already in our head. Like, we're already hiking the trails in Estes Park. Like, my family's going there this afternoon. Like, I'm with you. But in this place, let's pray that our hearts and our minds are just calmed, and then we'll hear from God. Amen? Well, welcome. I'm glad that you're calm and ready, because this is our 84th message in the book of Acts. I'm literally not joking. This is our 84th message in the book of Acts, and today we're going we're gonna to go and take off a huge piece, okay? So we are going to start in Acts chapter 24, and we are going to cover all the way to Acts chapter 28. We're doing four chapters today in the book of Acts. You'd have to read it on your own. You're going to have to read it on your own, because homie, I can't do that, man. I'll run, I'll run out of like about all this life water, but still, like I'll run out. So yeah, we're going to go through four chapters today. And the reason is, you, when you read it on your own, and you probably already have, it's the same story told over and over and over again. So if you want to read eight chapters, come on up. But homie ain't doing it. I keep saying homie. I don't know why, but I'm homie today. Okay. The, what's up? <laughs> Jay just volunteered to read for us. <laughs> um, let me tell you, the book of Acts is so incredible. Like, this literally is our 84th message. We've been going through it for two and a half years. By the way, we're almost done. 
Yes, okay, that's great. And we're gonna go into a great book and some topics after this. But the book of Acts, why we chose this is we did Luke before this. Now we're in the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is just a study of the New Testament church. Like that was the beginning of the church. They're trying to figure out how to do church and be church. And now we're at the end of the story where Paul um, is, is basically on his way to Rome. Um, he's going to get crucified there. This is the end of the book, and it just kind of ends like this. Boom. Acts chapter 28. Boom. Like, it's over. And I think it ends in such a powerful way because it's like, that's the end of that story, but Acts chapter 29 is us. Like, we continue the story, and we keep living what it means to do, do Christianity and follow the way in Jesus Christ in our day and our age. And so it's a perfect handoff from Paul and the early church to us. And I want to kind of go through this story super fast. Acts chapter 24, it's Paul, and you can, you can kind of look on your, on, in your Bible if you want, or in the version um, Bible notes, but... There's, there's little um, titles, you know, as, as in each section here. And so Acts chapter 24, Paul is on trial before Felix. And we see um, in verse 25, I'm just going to highlight some things. We're not, we're not reading everything, okay? In verse um, 25 of Acts 24, um, he was scared of, of what he heard, Felix was. And then Felix kept calling him in and, say, and, and, and saying, listen, I, wanna, I want to... Uh, set you free, but I'm not going to because the Jews have, have something against you, even though Paul's like, hey, whatever they have against me is false accusations. No one can prove that I, I should be arrested. Like, this is just circumstantial. And so Felix knows this. He wants to appease the Jewish people, and he keeps calling Paul to meet with them. So basically, he wants a bribe from Paul. You'll see in verse 26, he's like, I want a bribe from Paul to maybe he'll let, I'll let him go then. And then Felix held Paul for two years. They met frequently. Remember, Paul's arrested. There's no reason why Paul should be arrested here. And in verse 27, Felix was succeeded by um, this Porcius Fetus, Festus, sorry, Festus, there you go. Then we get to Acts chapter 25, and you're going to have to read all this because it just repeats and repeats and repeats. So, okay, Acts chapter 25, now Paul is on trial before Festus a new person. This is like third trial saying the same thing, right? Paul's on trial before Festus and, and it says in verse uh, three that the Jews set an ambush and request that Paul be transferred back to Jerusalem. And so Paul's there and, and Festus says, would you go back to Jerusalem? The Jewish people had set, you know, this, this ambush to kill Paul on his way back. And Paul says in verse 11 that I've done nothing wrong and I'm gonna appear before Caesar, so no reason to send me back to Jerusalem. I, I was arrested for causing chaos when I was holy and calm in the city. You have nothing to arrest me for, and I'm not going back to Jerusalem. I will be tried before Caesar. That's in Acts 25. Now we get to verse Acts 26, and Paul is before Agrippa. This is his fourth appearance to someone that's of a higher caliber, right? Saying the same things over and over again. I'm not guilty. I shouldn't be here. And the rulers even agree. He shouldn't be here. We have no reason to keep him here, but he's here. This is his third year in his fourth appearance before somebody. 
And we see in verse 23 of Acts chapter 26 that the Messiah would suffer and be raised from the dead. This right here was the whole reason that Paul was being arrested and being held is because he said that the Messiah that was going to come and set the Jewish people free would be raised from the dead. They're like, whoa, raised from the dead. That's weird. You're crazy. And in verse 24, Agrippa literally tells him that of Acts chapter 26, 24. He says, you're out of your mind, Paul. You're crazy to think that your Messiah is going to be raised from the dead. That's just, you're too smart. You're like so stupid right now. Like this is not good. And then in verse 28, he says, are you trying to make me a Christian? Agrippa's saying to Paul, like, listen, is all this to try to make me a Christian? In Acts chapter 26, verse 28. Go on. In Acts 29 of 26, he says this, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. And so Paul is telling Agrippa, no, I'm not trying to convert you over to Christianity. I'm not trying to do this. Like, I am, this is my fourth appearance before higher powers. I've surrendered my whole life to this. But in verse 29, how incredible that it would be your, your, our prayers as we go to our vocations and our spaces and places this week. That verse 29 would be our prayer. I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. What a prayer, people. If that's the position of our heart and the hope of our daily musings wherever we go, we would look people in the eyes and we wouldn't judge them. We would look people in the eyes and we would have compassion for them. And we would pray that our entire life and our entire being would be that they, the people we encounter, may know the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. All this suffering, all these appearances, and we're only in Acts chapter 26, is so that people may know the love of Jesus. How far will we go to show the love of Jesus wherever we go? Man, that's, that's good. Okay, Acts chapter 27. Paul now is going to Caesar. And they, so they send him on a boat. And in verse 8, it's just super cool. They pass fair havens. That's probably the coolest part of Acts. My last, my last name is Havens. So I was like, hey, that sounds cool. We should all go on a vacation to fair havens. Okay, anyways. Uh, there's a storm, there's a shipwreck. Now Paul, on his way to see Caesar, is, is shipwrecked on this island. It sounds like a cool place. Acts 28, Paul is, is bit by a, a viper, and he's trying to shake him off, and this viper's just grabbing on, and poof, and he doesn't get sick. And people, it, people are like, oh, no, he's a god. They're thinking of Paul because he didn't die. In verse 8 of chapter 28, Paul prays for a chief official's dad, and his dad was healed. Hey, this is a human being who was bit by snake, didn't die, and he prayed for a man, and he was healed. This is a human being being followed by, that's being led by the spirit of Jesus. Do we have this same spirit in us? Hey, this is powerful stuff. This is a human with flesh and blood that died one day just like we will. And look at what's happening with him. Wow. 
So much so that the whole village in verse nine is like, bring everyone sick because this Paul dude's gonna pray. Like he's on a roll and he's praying for all these sick people, sick people and they're getting healed. Hey, if you want to ask me about my vacation last week and what Lauren and I got to experience as we prayed over someone that literally was gone, ask me. We won't talk about it here because it's a really cool story. And in verse 16, in Rome, Paul now makes his way to Rome because the island gives him a ship. He's like, what do you need, man? You just healed all our sick people. Here's a ship. Go to Rome. They send him to Rome, and Paul's arrested, and he's living with one guard in a rented, in a rented house. Does that sound like being arrested? The officials know. We have nothing here. And so he basically has complete freedom, and he has one guard with him in a rented house, and they have upgraded internet. They're now in Rome. Like, this is awesome. Paul continues to write, and in verse 20, it says, it is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with these chains. And in verse 24, man, this is one of those coolest parts of scripture that I wish I could be in. The coolest part of scripture, I think, would would be Peter when he's on the beach and Jesus restores him. I would love to be in that moment, but I would love to be in this moment too. Acts chapter 28 verse 24 says this, the Jewish people would come to his rented house and some believed and some didn't and they came to hear and Paul just talked freely with them. I would love to have been there in that time and be like, hey Paul, you're not going anywhere, you wanna chat? Like let's have a coffee and you sit in his house of Paul and you're just talking to him like, oh that'd be so beautiful. And then I want to end um, our little study here in Acts chapter 28. And I'm going to start reading in verse 26 because this is such a powerful ending to Acts. Look at this. Acts chapter 28, starting in verse 26. Go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn, and I would heal them. In verse 28, therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. That's that moment I want to be in. And he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. The end. Wow. This is super cool. My prayer for church project Starts in verse 26. This is my prayer for church project. Because Paul was given a mission to speak to the Gentile people, and the Jewish people would have their ears closed. They wouldn't listen. We could come to church project. We could come to our house churches every week, and we can encounter this life-changing gospel message, but starting in verse 26, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. 
For the people's hearts has become calloused and they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. It's quite possibly to come here to engage in scripture and to have our ears closed. To have our eyes closed and to not perceive. And Paul says, you know what? It's worth this message And we see this man who has lived his life. He's turned from killing Christians to dying for the gospel message. And he's arrested in a house with one guard. And he is still preaching with all, what does it say? Boldness and without hindrance to the last day of his life. That's amazing. That's how I want to live my life. How about you? Like this gospel message is worth every breath that we have because there's people that are dying without hope there's people that are living without hope and God systematically placed you where you're at so that one you can love God with all your heart soul mind and strength and you can love others just as Jesus did and that's a good news message I'm going to close with this on October 16th 2016, we started this journey in Acts. You remember that? I was good looking back then, man. Something happened. Acts is a history book of the early church structured around the journeys of individuals whom the Holy Spirit sent out into the world, just like us. The Holy Spirit has sent us out into the world. There's 95 people mentioned in the book, book of Acts, But the major people are Peter, Stephen, Philip, Barnabas, James, and Paul. And I'm pretty sure I butchered about 90 of those names. It has an improper ending, which we just read. Because it waits for the new chapter. You and I are invited to become part of the history of the church through the Holy Spirit. And we are the ongoing saga of the church. Ongoing story. And it's key to be aware that the church in Acts is guided by the Holy Spirit and not by human governances. This is a good book, isn't it? Are you glad to be done with it? Because we is done. It is so good. But as you're in your house church this week, and, I, and, and shake your head, everyone, I'm gonna be in house church this week, right? There you go, very good. Because this, listen, this is a church of churches, And so house churches, we should all be in a house church. Ours is meeting. Ginger, I think you might be teaching. Don't tell me you're not going to be there because you're going to be there. Okay, we'll talk later. (laughs) Let's stand, and I want to end with this declaration. It's found in Romans chapter 15, verses 5 through 6. And let's declare this. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may be with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen.